I feel confident that my character is going to get killed. Well, which one? Oh, you've only got one character at this point? Two. I guess I have two. You've lost three? You've lost three? Wow. Yeah, Dancy Pants was the first to go. He was killed by molecular acid. On the ladder? No. He was killed by molecular acid. Was that before or after the ladder? That's before. Hamish, my dwarven miner, was killed by the Ray Roly-Poly. Oh, no, you're right. Dancy Pants, the molecular... Yeah, molecular acid. That was squished out of the ladder. You're right. Yeah. I think that's how I lost Beowulf. Yep. Freddie Mercury put on a skull mask. Oops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that room was full of fun. I think the fact that it was a skull mask was probably the hint there. But it could have given him cool <laughs> like it could have skull powers. Yeah. Exactly. It could have been really cool. Maybe he's a zombie now. The, the skull is the king of the skeleton, guys. I've seen all these, like, stickers <laughs> and, and phone lock screens that have, like, this picture of, like, a skull with a blue tooth on it. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me a lot of confidence i don't know what that means i just seen it in the back windows of trucks so (laughs) i just Mm -hmm. i don't want to know i have to edit all that out (laughs) so um i'll tell you what you did you went into the aft hallway a 20 foot long 10 foot wide corridor lies beyond the door Affixed to the innermost wall of the corridor is a ladder leading up to a closed seashell hatch in the ceiling That sounds familiar. Another door stands at the end of the hall. The ceiling of this room is decorated with dish-sized splotches of color. Almost all the colors of the rainbow are present. The splotches glow softly, bathing the room in particolored light. And then somebody decided to have a poke at the um, multicolored splotches, and they reveal themselves to be a rather large... And nasty multicolored void leeches. And then I, I had you I roll for initiative. I think it was Rob. I think it was one of Rob's characters. Or maybe it was Cam. I don't thought think I, I did remember. I, I thought I did it. I think so. Yeah, maybe. So you all rolled for initiative. And I mm-hmm. have uh, Rob with 17. Mm-hmm. The leeches with 14. Mm-hmm. Damon with 7. And Cam mm-hmm. with a 4. Mm-hmm. I've decided to skip the element of surprise because um, <laughs> that's just grossly unfair in this at this point. I think we'll, you know, somebody was was curious enough to prod those splotches anyway, so can't have been too much of a surprise. Not to these people. Not to these people. So we can start with Rob. So, so any of your characters want to go? You oh, need yeah. a list of colors here. Sure, I do. <laughs> They're all within reach. Okay, and are they like floating down, or do they just plop down on the ground, or what's what's their locomotive method here? They're like slowly, kind of um, writhing. They're still connected to the ceiling, but they're kind of writhing down, downwards towards you all. And they seem to kind of, they seem to kind of like you know, do they seem friendly? Flick in and out. No, yeah, they seem real friendly. <laughs> they kind of seem to like flick in and out of like. Um, your reality and Ooh, such. But that seems good. There's a couple of blue ones. There's a couple of green ones. A couple of yellow ones. And then a red one, an orange one, and a violet one. After the indigo one. All right. Uh, Lancelot is going to go after the violet one, of course. He's got his knife as a dagger. Using all of his rope-making skills, he will stab it. Here he goes. With a 20, a uh, modified 20. A 19, 20. 20. Oh, Dirty yeah. 20. That, 
that hits, hits, Way hits. Way to set the tone, sir. Ha ha. Everything's coming up, Lancelot. All right, D4 plus one for damage. Show Ooh. me five, baby. Oh. I cleave. I'd kill three of them. You just cleave that violet leech, and Ooh. all of the color drains out of it, and it just plops from the ceiling lifelessly to the floor. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'll just go through my team here. I don't need to have super long windups. Gilgamesh, 1d20 plus zero, and his dagger. He'll go for one of the blue ones. With a 13? That'll do it. Nice. Four. Oh, my my Discord dice rolling hack is really paying off here. Four points. Yeah. Uh, and that was a blue one? That was a blue. Yeah. Again. Uh, yeah. You just cleave that thing in half, and it just falls lifelessly to the floor. Okay. Achilles raises his staff, and he's pretty... He's got the momentum here from the team, and picks up an 18. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's he going for here? Uh, oh, uh, he'll go for the other blue one, I guess. Oh, okay. For three? And yeah, the other blue. Oh, good. They don't take much damage. Good. It just explodes like a blue blue raspberry slushy all over the wall. Wow, that's that's evocative description. And here comes Thank Perseus you. with a 13. You have four guys left? Yeah, I only lost uh, Beowulf. Mm, I'm have to he, do doesn't know how to play. he doesn't know how to play the game. Well, I've gotten lucky a couple times, too. Four. <laughs> wow. Uh, against a red one. Oh, okay. So that hits also, oh. and you're hitting with a four against the red. Yes. And the. Uh, the this the game red. is easy. The red, the red falls to the floor. Oh, damn it. Wow. Hey. Uh, all right. Well done, got sir. Got the hot hand here. Keep me in, coach. Well, that's that many fewer that can kill us now. I'm glad I rolled that all on this, so you don't just have to take my word that I was rolling like that with a real die. Yeah, I would become oh, yeah. I would become skeptical if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> we trust all of your rolls. Trust no one. Well, who shall we go? I've got one, two, three, four, five. I have five leeches. I'd call for morale check at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think leeches, leeches, I don't think leeches are big on morale. <laughs> I, I was kind of kidding about that. Uh, let me see. That's going to be a nine. So that's going to be a yellow leech. The second yellow leech is going to go for. Well, I think it's only fair <laughs> <laughs> that um, you've got four guys. Here yeah. we go. Who's three? That'll be Achilles. Okay. He keeps his trick heel well out of the way, though. The second yellow leech curls down towards um, Achilles and suddenly becomes surprisingly nimble and lashes out with its teeth, attempting to latch onto his arm. Now let's say his face. That's more fun. So that's going to be a, a D20 plus nothing. You need an 11. And that, and that is a five. five. And so it snatches and misses. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Pause for a moment. I forgot. Gilgamesh rolled a 13. It's supposed to have a minus four check because he's wearing the diving gear. Oh, so that would make, that'd make that second one a nine, which I'm guessing might not be a hit. Yeah, but I don't, I don't have to go back. <laughs> oh, no. All you'd have to do is, no, just bring uh, a red one back. Uh, yeah, blue one back to life. 
Uh, okay. That's all. That's be... all you'd have to do. I don't want to okay. cheat. I missed that minus four. Okay, I'll bring a blue back. Okay. So that throws off my that throws off my die roll. Then. Yeah, the whole the whole rhythm is now off. Oh damn! No. I'm sorry. You should just cancel the now. whole combat now. I've yeah. ruined everything. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just go with the other yellow one. And who am I gonna go for? I'm going Cam, Damon, Rob. You're in alphabetical order. I'm going for one of Cam's. How many guys do you have? I have four. Hey, many Christmas. Wow. I don't know how to play the game either. Well, uh, I've got uh, multiple characters with one hit point right now. <laughs> <laughs> what would one be in your cast? Uh, Johnny. Who's Johnny? She said. Yeah, so the, the other yellow leech lunges from the ceiling towards Johnny. The 20, and that is a 12. Uh, misses. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding oh, me? Wow. Johnny has an AC of 13. It's all he's got oh, going wow. for him. But That's amazing. Oh, wow. He has a shield. Okay, and misses. Orange one goes for uh, one of Damon's two. Take your pick. Take, take my pick? Okay, uh, no. go, after, go after short round. Okay, and the orange leech goes for short round. An 11? Well, that's not going to hit. He's wearing the terrarium. Yay! Oh, hey! Yeah. I'm doing unusually well for a funnel game here. Okay, and then and then another green one lurches towards um uh one of Rob's guys. Gonna say it's number two. That's Where Gilgamesh, that? also so wearing Gilgamesh. the thing. Shit! Yep. She'll need a twelve. Oh, oh there 14. it is. There it is. And latches on to Gilgamesh's face. Uh, so now, what's it going to do here? A void leech that succeeds on an attack latches onto its victim, automatically inflicting 1d4 damage each round until it is killed or removed. Removing an affixed leech is an opposed strength check. And that's going to be one point of leechy biting damage. Okay. And that is a green leech on Gilgamesh. Okay. Gilgamesh. And then the last leech is going to go for uh, Cam's crowd. Your number two. That'd be Didi, who is in a suit. 13. Oh, that's going to be a tough dude. Oh, Ooh, 13. 13. <laughs> lucky 13. Makes, it, makes its way through the suit, latches onto his guts. For uh, one point of damage. Okay, one point of damage. Damon, your dudes are up. All right. Are there any leeches like still heading towards uh, either of my characters at this point? Yes, there are two yellows and an orange. Okay. Well, Mr. Roper is going to try and shoot with the bow that he's obtained from Dancy Pants. He's going to try and shoot one of the yellow ones. It's going to be this good. Here we go. An 18. Yes. Deal your damage. It's D6, isn't it? All right. Five. And who were you going Which one were you going for? The The yellow one. Or one of of the yellow ones. Okay, yeah. You just, um, the arrow just passes clean through it and nails it back to the ceiling. Squatch. I like it. Meanwhile, short round. He who is wearing the suit of the living terrarium is going to use the short sword and try and take out the other yellow one. No bonus to hit, it looks like. 16! That is a hit. 
and the oh it's d6 again all right five nice oh wow hey the room's beginning to look like a, a bad jackson pollock painting <laughs> so <laughs> good job short round all right okay and then uh we are on to cam you've got a free orange leech um you've got a green one that's latched onto gilgamesh and another green one that's latched onto dd Walk together, rock together. Everybody's going to try to get this one off DD first. So Johnny goes first with his spear with a three to hit. That's no not dice do there. Marky attempts to beat on the brat with his hand axe. You can also attempt to pull it. Oh, that'll do. That's Ooh. a 15 to hit. That will hit. For one, one point of damage. DD's going to go ahead and try to spear it. Spearing at their own torso is at a disadvantage. I'm going well, to these say, things are long. yeah, they're pretty long. So, but still, he he still misses. That's neat to hit. And then Tommy's going to give it a go with his hammer, which is my only attack roll that doesn't have a negative modifier. Thirteen well, to no, hit. Thirteen. The thirteen hits. So that does just straight one d four damage. Three, four. Four. Okay, we we free up DD anyway. Yeah, and uh, okay. as the green one falls away... It explodes and kills us all. That, no, you'll see oh. that where it had bitten Didi, uh, Didi has been like quite just burned with uh, like from cosmic radiation burns. Ooh, you might become one of the Fantastic Four. Nice. Quite I should hope. I've already got the suit for it. <laughs> all right, we are back to uh, Rob's people and we just have uh orange one and uh green one that is attached to gilgamesh okay so lancelot will start things off going after that green one trying to kill it so it doesn't keep sucking away at gilgamesh we have the 16 that'll do it and a d4 plus one so two points okay it's still sucking away at gilgamesh okay achilles gets in on the game you start to see, again, similar to Didi, you start to see uh, just burns radiate on his flesh around the head of the leech of 15 hits. Achilles with a 15? Oh, this should do it. 1d4 with his staff. He whaps it. Oh, yes. Three. Again, and the green splashes and Gilgamesh is free. So now okay. there is just an orange leech left. All right. Perseus, Perseus is going to go after it with his staff also. I picked up weapons from other people. Not so much. With an 11? 11 hits. Wow. Okay, I'll take it. And that's a D4, a mighty D4 with one. Damn it. Okay. All right, Gilgamesh has shaking clear. So, like, with these suits, when I have, I've written a minus four check, he's supposed to have a minus four on, like, any physical roll. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so 1D20 minus four with his dagger. For no cho. No. Okay. No look. Stupid suit. Yeah, he's just kind of like clunking around feebly. That's it. That's all my dudes. Okay. Who was that in, in the suit? <laughs> Gilgamesh in the suit. Okay. Okay. The remaining leech is going to go for Gilgamesh. And, uh, let me see. It's going to be a D20. And that's going to be a 10. 12 AC with my suit, my friend. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I figured. Okay, and that is that is the leech's turn. <laughs> it is now up to Damon. Is is all that's left an orange one? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, just yeah. an orange. Okay. One. 
Well, those we're are the best tasting ones. Mr. Roper is going to try and short bow. Basically, these are flavor ice leeches. Mm. Nine. Not so oh, good. No, it just almost, it just grazes it. All right, short round. Uh, nope. No, look. Eight. Okay, Cam, you're up. Okay, I guess we're going to gang up on, on the one remaining. Johnny goes with a 10 to hit. 10 makes contact. Awesome. He does 1d8 minus Oof. 1 damage. That's probably not going to do too bad. That's probably right. overkill. Oh, no, it's one. just two. A two. It is just what is needed. <laughs> and That's Johnny. Yeah. Okay, so you all just find yourselves, your characters just find themselves just standing in this hallway with this walls and ceiling and floor just festooned with uh, just a kaleidoscope of colorful slop from all of these dead leeches and there's you know their skins are hanging off the rungs of the of this ladder leading upwards achilles would like to compare and contrast this ladder with the previous lethal ladder like that had something visible on it right if i recall yeah. correctly like a moss or something yeah it had like a big a sign that says danger lethal do not touch yeah is there a it, it, yeah. ladder Apart from uh, slug uh, goo, is there anything on the ladder that suggests it might be similarly lethal? I don't know. Why don't you lick it and find out? Yeah, Mr. Roper says there's no way to know without trying it. Can Achilles try an intelligence roll to uh, analyze it? Sure. He's going to pull out his beakers and uh, titration kit. He doesn't have those things. Plus <laughs> one with his intelligence. A 12 for his analyzed ladder. He doesn't see it being as dangerous as the other ladder. At least not um, not as apparently as dangerous as the other ladder. Hmm. It doesn't All seem right, to he... be coated in anything other than it looks like a standard metal rung ladder, except for the, the, the leech guts. Achilles is going to try climbing. Uh, stand back, everyone. Everyone else stands back of my people. Uh, okay. Achilles will try climbing up the ladder. Okay. There, Damon. Is that playing the game well enough? I'm going to take a chance on a lethal ladder. Yes. That's the, yes. <laughs> Achilles finds himself at the top of the ladder. Under of course the, you do. Yes. Under so, the hatch. Does the hatch. So the other hatch, I don't think we could get open, right? Uh, after no, we ne- After we cleverly neutralized the ladder by piling corpses on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna, Achilles will try pushing open the shell door. The shell door opens. Ooh. And you can see uh, another chamber beyond, okay. above you. <laughs> He'll reach down and grab his hurting dog and go up into the chamber above. Is, is everyone else following? Yeah. White people will. Oh yeah, sure. So do I get on the ladder and then die? Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, no. this ladder kills every third adventurer. <laughs> Basically, nobody Cut dies. Off, boys. Okay. Nobody dies on the ladder. All right. Short round is suspicious, but... <laughs> All right. So you go up a level, and not your characters. Ooh, level one. Getting <laughs> excited there for a minute. It's on the recording. You can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Three closet-sized compartments are set into the aft wall of this chamber. There are open doors revealing them to be empty. Fragments of broken glass line the perimeter of the doorways and shards of shattered crystal are strewn about the floor in front of these closets. On either of the side walls of the room are two blister-like protrusions made from a blue fleshy material. Two of these blisters have been torn open, revealing empty shelves behind them. 
A pair of closed shell doors stand in the forward wall of this room. Oh, are you saying there are more blisters that could be ripped open? Yes, there are four of these blister-like protrusions. Two are already burst? Yeah, the ones on the left are already burst, but the ones on the right are intact. And they seem to be made from a kind of some sort of blue fleshy material. Right. And then there's three little closets that seem to have had crystal or glass. Yeah, they're not they're not little closets. They're oh. they're quite large. Like they're good they're, you know, person sized closets. And they people have glass there. that's all but they shattered. are empty, yeah, and they're empty and they're there's just glass shattered in front of them. On the floor. Short round, because he's got this great armor feeling very brave, he's gonna go and burst open one of the zits on the right. Okay. So short round goes over and tears apart one of the blisters. And in this, he finds a glass vial shaped like a bulbous plant. Inside the vial is a thick, creamy substance. It looks like pesto aioli, everyone. I could use that for second breakfast. He pockets it. Okay. All right. Uh, unless Cam wants to, I'll have somebody with a knife. Uh, oh, yeah. Gilgamesh. He's got the knife. He's got the suit. He will cut, he will cut open the other one. Okay. You tear apart it tears apart quite easily and um, Gilgamesh finds a tray of six apple-sized globes made of a material similar to the wall blister this kind of squishy fleshy material and they each of these globes seems to contain like some sort of a aquamarine colored syrup all right I could take two as a player if you guys each want to take two and divvy them up as you see fit sure one for each of my characters how oh, very generous. So I Lancelot will make sure will take you are rewarded accordingly. Globe. And Achilles will take a syrup globe. Didi takes a close look at this globe. Is there anything that Didi is able to infer about it with a roll? Is anybody like an alchemist or anything cool like that? Didi had the most intelligence in my... Okay. <laughs> Which is yeah, I have, still not None impressive. of my occupations are at all helpful here. Didi asks their uh, duck. <laughs> Give me an intelligence roll for Didi. Four. No. <laughs> Didi, Didi cannot determine anything about them other than that, you know, they fit in your fist and they um, contain this aquamarine colored syrupy liquid. Roger that. Um, I was going to go look in one of, in the middle of the shattered glass rooms. They look mm-hmm. like they were cells or. Like, is there any indication of what they were used for or what was in them? Oh, and does it look like the glass and crystal shattered outward from inside the big it closet? It does look like it does look like the the glass and crystal shattered outwards, and then mm-hmm. there are like some, um, you know, there are like three or four just cables hanging down, just narrow, thin cables that look like they were attached to something mm-hmm. that is so no something- longer present. Looks like something might have escaped from here, he says, to all present. Ooh, ooh, okay. Achilles <laughs> is going to have his herding dog, like, sniff around in that room and then see mm-hmm. if he can pick up a scent trail of something going out of there. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll for that because that's that's clever. <laughs> Dee, Dee uh, is going to hold their duck. <laughs> Yeah, Achilles' dog, um, and... Um, I mean, it's a herding dog, it's not a blind And, and, and Dee Dee's duck. <laughs> both, um, both kind of 
you know, sniff the air a little and then kind of stand to attention. The dog, you know, lifts its paw and points its nose towards the door in the forward wall, as does the duck. So do we want to go after whatever escaped from these things or away from whatever escaped from these things? Well, I mean, away just means leaving the whole place, right? Yeah, I mean, I I vote we follow further up and further in if we're we're here to do this, right? Well, wait, the aft door leads, there's a fore and an aft door, you said? No, the, the three closet-sized compartments are in the aft wall. Oh. In the, in, the, in the forward wall, there is a door. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought there was another it's door. A, it's a pair. There's a pair of them. A pair of closed shell doors. Okay. All right. So do you want to go through fast and hard? I can't go very fast this short round. This armor's heavy. Yeah, same for Gilgamesh. I mean, they could be six rooms down by now. We don't know yeah, how long ago this happened. True. So that's let's true. shrug, shrug. All right, but we're alert. We're going to try to be alert so not as not to be ambushed by something as we open that's the right. doors. Yeah. Okay. Great verdant plants hang from the ceiling and spread Ooh. from pots set in, I assume they mean aesthetically pleasing. It says atheistically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Great verdant plants, plants. on the ceiling and spread from pots set in, in, in atheistically pleasing <laughs> locales about this room. Roper, a staunch Catholic, is offended to his core. I applaud Goodman Games' separation of church and game. Curious furnishings consisting of low tables made from pearlescent materials, angled divans with soft headrests, and chairs that seem designed to cradle the sitter's entire body are placed among the greenery. Growing from the walls are four organisms that resemble deep-sea plant life. Feathery fronds sprout from the growths, while the organisms themselves give off a soft pastel glow. Cracks are visible in the walls and ceiling, and some of the furnishings and plants are displaced and spilled, as if this area has been damaged. Three doors are set into the far wall of this room. I'm sorry, did you say Anglican divans or agnostic divans? <laughs> They're agnostic divans. Okay. There's nothing to offend your sensibilities here. Standing between you oh. and the three doors at the center of the room are three humanoid creatures standing approximately five and a half feet tall. They appear somewhat like men, but they have only the most rudimentary faces, with yellow eyes and noses and mouths that are mere slits. They're naked and genderless, their bodies resembling clusters of fleshly nodules lumped together, giving their skin the texture of an organic stone wall. The three of them range in color. One is albino white, Another is a light gray, and then another is dark gray. All three of them clutch short swords, while one of them holds a strange weapon, the like of which you've never seen before. Uh, Could you describe the, we've never seen this thing before? Sure. Allow me to go to the sidebar. (laughs) It looks like some kind of, like, crab-like claw with a nozzle protruding from the inside arch of the claw. Hmm. That doesn't sound good. Acid thrower. And then the humanoid creature has its hand stuck through a large hole at the base of the claw. 
So it's almost like, you know, almost looks like a gun, but it's like a giant crab-like or lobster-like claw, but, you know, clearly very, very alien. It's very exotic. It's It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Are these crab people look like crab, talk like people? No, no, they look, they, they look like just kind of like, um, just like balls of fat that have been assembled into um, a sort of human-like figure. They're almost like sort of grotesque dolls or automatons, as I should say. And are they moving to attack? Or... Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, all for okay. initiative. All right. to attack. Oh, we don't even get a chance to ask them questions. All yeah, right. on a parlay. Uh, 15. Ooh. 20, 20. you folks. And Damon? Oh, five? Five. Okay. There's three of these things. There's a there's a white one, a sort of a silvery oh, gray God, one. Creepy. And a dark gray one. Cam, you are up first. So which one has the crab gun? The one with the crab gun is the silver one. Silver. You know what? I'm going to gang up on him. Yeah, I don't want to see that thing fire. No, so Johnny's going to get up on him first with his minus one spear, eight to hit. Oh, that's a miss. Marky comes in with their minus one hand axe, 11 to hit. That is also a miss. Jeez. Didi comes in with their minus one pitchfork, four to hit. (laughs) Tommy comes in with their straight roll, hammer. There and the hammer, the hammer makes contact. 17. Here come the hammer. For 1d4 damage as he beats on the brat. 2 damage. Okay. The automaton stumbles backwards and then begins mechanically approaching you again. Automaton, eh? Yeah. Rob is They're up. flesh golems. So he's got his four guys around gun guy. Is it plausible that I could get in there or no? Or should I go after another one? Everything's plausible in my game. Yes, it's up to you. Is it possible that we just, you know, win? No. Oh. <laughs> it's plausible that you may win in the long run. I'll say I could throw one of my guys in on that. I don't want to strain the bounds. But Lancelot dives yeah. in between his guys with his dagger a-flaring uh, and gives a good stab with a d20 plus one. For oh, and he stumbles and falls. Okay. Yep. <laughs> A five will not do the job. Okay, we're going to go for a sword guy for some variety. Gilgamesh lumbers up in his suit with his dagger. So minus four for the suit. For a modified one, not a natural one. Uh, Achilles goes after the same one, whapping with his staff. For a 20. A straight up natural 20. That is a crit level for level zero, right? Yep. What do you roll? What is your crit? Uh, I think for level zero characters, it's a D4. Is it a four or is it a six? You're the DM. <laughs> I am. It is my game. Uh, shit, it doesn't say. Well, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say six. Roll a D6. Oh, thank you. Okay. D6 on the crit table coming for a four. Strike for to foe's knee. Kneecap inflicted one plus D4 damage to the strike, and the foe suffers a, a minus 10 foot penalty to speed until healed. Well, good. Okay. But 2D4 is the outcome of that, then. For a total of <laughs> three. Great. A two and a one. And which, were, you attacking the white, were you attacking the white one or the gray one? Uh, the gray one. 
Okay. With a sword. Okay. That okay. leaves Perse Perseus to jump in on this guy to hopefully finish him off. That was kind of a waste of a critical. 11, Man. I believe, was a miss. Uh, no, 11 just misses, yes. Okay. All right. That's my whole crew, sadly. Okay. My luck has it not is, held. It is time for the automatons, or as they are called in the book, the soft forms. The soft machines? Oh. Soft forms. Okay. It's kind of creepy sounding, I have to say. Yeah, yeah they don't sound, like it. They sound quite creepy too. So um, the white one is going to uh, attack Cam with its uh, sword, going in with a D twenty. That's an eighteen to hit. And uh, any one of my characters, which one is guys, it? Number one. That is Johnny. So and it is going to do for four. Slicing swordy damage. As he falls to the ground, he says, I want to live. I want to live my life. And then the white thing just goes back in again and just stabs him again. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The silver one moves towards Damon. Uh-oh. And well, let's see. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Oh, okay. no. It's a critical it raises, on a D2. It raises, oh, it, it raises it could either be use its sword or it could use its strange oh, claw see. thing. I see. And it's using, it raises its strange claw thing. Claw thing. One. Roll a one. Misfire. When fired. Damned. It makes three attacks, which can all oh, be directed shit. at the same target or up to three targets. Ow. Within five feet of each other. Which I only have two gonna, targets. I'm going to guess you are. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to be generous. Spread here. it around, yeah. Share the love. Okay, you've got two guys, Damon. Yep. Okay, it's going to be guy number one. And, uh, 13. Yep. That hits. It, raises, it raises the weapon. You hear a click of a lever inside the claw, and then a spray of small darts head out towards you. And it, did, it does hit. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that is going to be three points of damage. Oh, am I still alive? Nope, you've just killed Mr. Roper. Oh. Okay. Dead. Then it points the weapon towards Cam's crew, your number two guy. Dee Dee. And this time it rolls a D16 for a, the 13, 13 hit, Dee That matches Dee Dee in the suit. Okay. And again, clicks and fires, doing one hit point of damage. Dee Dee is dead. Didi says, adios, amigos. <laughs> this could be the end of the line. Finally turns towards Rob. Do you have four guys still? Four still for the moment. Uh, two. two. It's going to be Gilgamesh in the suit. Everybody's shooting at Gilgamesh. Oh, this should be all right because it's a D14 to hit this time. Well, it's still a 12 and or higher. Damn it. 12. 12. That's a hit. For three points of damage. He has one left. He had five to start somehow. Oh. And then it mechanically just drops its arm again and puts the weapon by its side. And it's still going. The gray one makes a move on Rob's guys. Mm -hmm. He's going to be your number oh, one guy. Lancelot, you need an 11. <laughs> and Four. it misses. Okay. So all three of these things are still coming at you. And it is now Damon's turn. There's only a short round left. Short round's going to take a swipe. At whoever killed Mr. Roper. 
It was the gun guy. Yeah. yeah. 16. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Oh, five. five. Nice. Oh, yeah. The silver automaton just disassembles before you and just all these little flesh pots just all clatter to the floor. Well, or well done. Short round. Bounce to the floor and it drops its sword and the weapon it was carrying. Nice. Uh, we're back to Cam. So there's just the white and the gray one still standing. They're both going to target the white one. Marky with his minus one hand axe. Misses. Tommy with a 17. Uh, There we go. Finally. For 1d4. Three. Three. And that takes it down to... All right. Yeah, it's taking a... It's looking pretty rough, but it's still standing. Rob... Your guys are up, I believe. All right. Uh, they're still alive and kicking. Uh, Lancelot. So uh, Lancelot will go after the wounded one mm-hmm. with his plus one with his knife for an eight. Okay. Nope. Achilles. Same story. D20 straight up for 10. Damn it. Uh, nope. I thought a 10 was a miss. Yeah. Uh, Perseus with also with his staff. 13? 13 does it. Okay, for a D4. For two? Yeah, and again, the the white one just disassembles, and its sword goes clattering to the floor. Okay, Gilgamesh with his minus four will go for the remaining one. Gilgamesh clinging to life with one hit point. And I believe Uh, a three will miss quite handily. Okay. The remaining gray automaton uh, is just going to go randomly. Uh, I'll, I'll take the attack. I feel like everybody else is super long, guys. Hit one of mine. They'll, oh, oh, true. They'll, okay. they're, they'll crowd around him. Every noble of you. Very noble. Well, statistically, oh. too, it should probably be one of mine. Yeah, it lurches clumsily towards ah. Perseus with and misses on a four. Okay, it is now uh, Damon. Oh, how generous of you, Rob. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Short round, just feeling excited. 12? Yeah, 12 makes it. All right, then. Five! Five. Oh, absolutely. And again, the gray disassembles. Yes. And the sword <laughs> goes clattering to the floor. So there are three so- short swords here. And then this um, weapon called a claw caster. I think short round gets first choice of loot here <laughs> for that performance. He's not going to be very good with the uh, claw caster. So, is um, that a agility? Yeah, exactly. He's not going to be so hot okay. with that. So he'll he'll happily give that to someone who's more capable. Otherwise, if there's a nicer short sword than his own, he'll take that. Uh-huh. Well, if if nobody else wants it, I'll take. I've got a couple guys with plus one agility, so I can take yep. the claw dart gun. Okay, Tommy would like a short sword. Does anybody want Fancy Pants's old uh, short bow? Tommy would take that. He'll he'll pass that off. The short swords all do 1d6 damage. So, just so you know. Is there one up for grab still? Or are they all taking There are three of them. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Lancelot will upgrade from knife to short sword happily. There we go. What does a shield do to AC? I have Johnny's shield to redistribute. Plus one on your armor. Plus one. I'm going to give the suit over to Marky. Gives you a minus one on your checks. Just all checks? Yeah, well, physical physical checks. Okay. I'm going to give the suit to Marky. He's going to put on the suit. 
Okay, guys, do you think Dee Dee would have wanted Marky or Tommy to have their duck? <laughs> Probably Marky. I think Marky. Sure. Works for me. <laughs> As I said earlier, growing from the walls are four organisms that resemble deep sea plant life. Feathery fronds sprout from them, while the organisms themselves give off a soft pastel glow. And um, you begin to notice uh, just this kind of pulsating hum that seems to emit from these um, organisms. And also that their fronds are beginning to um, reach outwards across the room towards you. And I need any character with an intelligence of nine or less to make a DC 10 willpower save. Well, I have the Ramones, so all my characters are making intelligence checks. So... Marky fails, and Tommy succeeds. Marky is entranced by the humming noise and lights produced by these organisms and machines. He remains stunned until he can no longer hear or see these machines. Hmm. Since this ain't a dream, I can't escape. <laughs> Anything else in this room of interest, or should we... Oh, and what, what's the exit situation? I got caught you, up. Uh, are all of your, your, all of your people have nine or more? Mine are all 11 or higher, weirdly, on intelligence. Wow. <laughs> La-di-da. Okay, so only Marky is... They're, they're starting a book club. So pr- proceed with your question again. So there's these glowing organism things that hypnotize stupid people. Yep. <laughs> no offense. And what a... That was the only other point of interest apart from the boobahs. There are great, the great, nice, comfy-looking chairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great verdant plants was... hang from the ceiling oh, and yeah. out from pots set in atheistically pleasing locales. That's right. It's old, located around this room. Curious furnishings consisting of low tables made from pearlescent materials, angle Anglican divans with soft headrests, and chairs that seem designed to cradle the sitter's entire body are placed among the greenery. Growing from the walls are these four organisms. Uh, cracks are visible in the walls and ceiling. And some of the furnishings and plants are displaced and spilled as if this area has been damaged. Three doors are set in the far wall of this room. A left door, a right door, and a center door. Huh. This like seems like some kind of like atheist relaxation drug chamber. <laughs> Unfortunately, we also have to roll for initiative here. What? Oh, no. Again? Yeah. Because these uh, plant-like frond things are just reaching out Oof. towards a character. Three, damn it. Oh, no, wait. Who rolled? Oh, I rolled 15. Oh, nice. Okay. Ha. Oh, I rolled three. Thank yeah, you. your roll popped up right after my typing, but my result was after yours. That's more like it. Ooh, and a 19. Should we just run away from these things? That doesn't seem right. You. <laughs> just leaving Marky? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. We could drag him with. Marky, we could say Marky died as he lived. Or... Staring slack-jawed at plant-like organisms. <laughs> you all get to go before these things. Nice. I can divulge here that these anemone-shaped growths sprouting from the walls appear damaged somewhat, and these living machines have begun to malfunction. They seek input from any source and wave their feathery fronds as soon as they detect any brain activity in this area. A hum sounds from them and their pastel glow becomes brighter. And they are attacking you. And there are four of them. So I'm just going to go north, south, east, west. But they're last. They are last. All right. 
lethal weapon, aka short round, is up first. Yeah, here we go. Short round is he knows he's a badass these days. And, <laughs> well, well, maybe less than than he thought. Yeah, that that does that doesn't work. The frog right. just kind of whips itself away. Lancelot, t- I'm up next, right? Yeah. Lancelot takes his brand new short sword out for a spin, going for the north one. Sure. For a 13? Yeah, that hits it. Okay, now we're talking D6 plus one. Three. Yeah, and he slices through both Ah. fronds of the north one, and they just withdraw back into the wall. Achilles smashes the south one with his staff for a natural 20. Not 20. Okay. All right. D6 on the critical chart, which I have, of course, closed. Oh, four. It's the same thing. So an extra D4 damage. On its kneecap. We'll just assume on its, on kneecap. its, on, on its front. On its front. Okay. For five this time. Oh, again. Yeah. You just cleave those, again, those both right. fronds in half. All right. I got my hot hand back. Perseus. With Yeah. He, Achilles didn't want to use his claw gun on these guys. Perseus with his staff for 14. Yep. That'll hit. For a D4, one. Mm, okay, and that the east one or the west one? It doesn't matter. Sure, Please. east one. And Gilgamesh okay. will follow him up, lumbering forward in his lumbering suit. No. For a two, that's not going to do it. For a two, we'll miss. Cam. Marky stands uh, slack-jawed. Tommy going to take his short sword for a whirl on the west one with a two. <laughs> Oof. It's not going to do it. Okay, and the eastern one goes out towards uh, one of Rob's characters. Going to be number two. Well, Gilgamesh, he's got that suit with the bullseye painted on it. And one hit point left. And the fronds just like, they just, they come out like really gently towards you. And then they just lash out at you like whips. That's a hit. 15. Yeah. And they latch onto you. And does one hit point of damage. Yeah, that's it. He had uh, he, only, wow. he only had one left. <laughs> yeah. And then it drains one intelligence point from him too. Well he won't <laughs> need that where he's gone. This is weird. Like the actual ep- epic of Gilgamesh uh, ended just like this. So it's kind what, of, where he was killed in a yeah, giant where he had a diving by... in a diving suit by a giant frond creature. Yeah. All right. Okay. And Weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit out at you again because you got what? the most guys. <laughs> it's only fair. We had to keep it going. You're number four guy. Actually, you uh, don't even be... have four. Do you... Okay. Well, we'll yeah. call it Perseus though. Okay. It goes for Perseus, and this is the Western one. Whips out at him. Ooh, and that's a that's a nat twenty. So that is a net 20 on the monsters. What are, what are the monsters going to get? Uh, they have, uh, there's a monster crit chart, I believe. Yeah, there is a monster crit chart. So do I really roll a D30 on the I monster mean, crit chart? No, I don't think so. But also, uh, Perseus has roll two hit Roll a D30. Points. How often are you going to be able to do this? Yeah, that's, that's pretty unusual. I do. I have the monster crit chart in front of me. It's, it's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. no, no, no. So you... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What? No, you. I think you roll based on the monster level or something. Like, the, the crit roll chart the goes up to 30, but not all monsters but, but, get. Well, I rolled a all 23, right. and it's, so, it's right. funny. Okay. Both the PC's arms are torn from his body. 
Does it do two or more hit points? This attack inflicts 12 damage. Okay, yeah, he's dead. Jesus. Exceptionally cruel monsters may then proceed to use the PC's arms as weapons. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to do that. Knock down to two now. All right. Okay. Back to the top of the batting order. Okay, back to uh, Damon. Right. Two of these things left. One of them is injured. One of them is down to one frond. Definitely go towards the injured one. Okay. Oh, yeah. 15 hits it. Three. It is dead. It withdraws back to the wall. Yes. There's just the one left. All right. Uh, Lancelot howls for revenge. For an eight. He just keeps howling. Achilles (laughs) with his staff. Should he shoot the thing? Uh, Yeah, no, he's going to pull out that claw gun. He's angry now. It's a plus one that way. Okay. And miss. That's a four. It doesn't matter what he shot with that. But don't you get three attacks? He puts it on full auto. Okay, yeah, and you can go for the same one. So D16 this time. 11? Oh, Oh, D16. I'm sorry, strike that. For a 16, not natural. That matters. And that is a D6 damage. Five. Yeah, and it obliterates it. Ha ha! Claude. All four of those frond creatures retreat into the walls. The humming and lights stop, and Marky regains his composure. Yay! Wow. Wow, we don't even get any loot in here. Well, I guess we got the uh, weapons from those guys. A, yeah, you got like a very cool weapon. The left, uh, so there's a left door, a uh, center door, and a right door. Marky puts down the duck and sees which door the duck walks to. <laughs> oh, I've got to reorganize. Why are you going to do it? Just, yeah. Are just going to do a D3 for your duck? Well, I was wondering if he was still hot on the trail of what he followed from the last room. Oh, I think it was those flesh creatures. Yeah, he was going for those flesh creatures. Ah. You know how ducks are once they get the scent of flesh. Oh, dude. <laughs> Don't I? Okay. The world is your rotten oyster. Left. Mm-hmm. Okay. This room is a cozy personal quarters. A hammock-style bed made from a pair of crossed feathery wings hangs in the far corner. Plants dangle from bowls from the ceiling above. A large wardrobe resembling an oversized walnut rests against the left wall. A thick, downy carpet of pastel purple covers the floor. Marky would check out the wardrobe. Yeah, these guys have to have some loot somewhere here. Yeah, it's got to be something right. The wardrobe indeed appears to be the sh- made from the shell of some large unknown nut, which somebody has worked to turn into a closet. There is a collection of one-piece coveralls made from a shimmering soft fabric, some plush robes, slippers, and then some just more sensible daily wear hanging within it. Marky would take... A robe and, and a pair of slippers for later. Okay, you can write them down if you want. All right. Blush robe. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of the wardrobe is a metal frame resembling a multi-branched plant of an unknown species. At the end of each of its five arms hangs a large oval the size of an ostrich egg. The oval is made of a soft, pliable material. I'll probably just leave that. Really? Maybe that's something valuable. No, I'm not going to leave that. We said there's how many of them? There's like five of them. How many people do we have? One I've for each? Two. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, everybody can have a Nuva ring. <laughs> a pliable oval. Do we get a sense, like, if we grab them, do we get a sense of what the material is? It seems like similar to that material in the first room you came into that contained, like, the um, vial of oh, yeah. liquid and the, the small little globes. Mm-hmm. But there's no liquid in these? There seems to be, like, something inside them, but there's no liquid in them or anything like that, no. Achilles is going to look closely. Is there like a way to open it or get at whatever's inside? Achilles opens it and inside you find he finds a um Jack, what appears Jack, to be like a Jack. scroll of some sort. Scroll? The what? fuck? What languages does he have? I assume he has common everybody. Common speaking. and for some reason orc. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, there's a scroll in there and on it are written uh, two spells. Detect magic and feather fall. Huh. Wow. Ooh. All right. Fuck. Lancelot's going to open his up. Party yeah, packages. Yeah. Does he speak any languages? Because he finds. Common and, and of course, ogre. He grew up in an ogre neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's a scroll in there and it has um, comprehend languages and magic shield. So, uh, but for like zero level characters casting spells, there's like not a lot of chance of it working, as I recall, right? Yeah, but you can, you know, if any of these people live, you can make them right, level one. Right, right. I suppose Marky and Tommy would pop theirs. They both speak common. Both of them find scrolls. Marky's one contains ESP and wizard staff. Okay, come on. Girl. Is that going to be a wizard staff joke? No. Oh, no, he, he absolutely he's, he's grabs at his tight Levi jeans when, when he says wizard staff. Tommy finds a scroll with knock and levitate. Wow. Short round opens his and there doesn't seem to be a spell on this scroll. It just seems to um, be some kind of um, chart and it looks like it depicts like eddies and currents flowing around a number of circular objects set at various distances and of differing sizes. And um, all of these flows and currents seem to originate from a central location on this scroll and then spread outwards to kind of circle and double back and split off and otherwise form just patterns that resemble a complex system of rivers and streams. Quite a strange thing. It looks almost like sort of like a map, but... It was going to say map, right? Yeah, but not like anything you've ever seen. Some kind of weird navigation chart. All of these just circles and things like all of these kind of rivers and streams flowing around. All wheels of these within circles. wheels. Yeah. Huh. These maybe are all quarters. Should we check them out and see if other people have cool loot? Yeah. There's th- there are three doors, right? So we did the yeah. left one. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else want to search anything in here? There's nothing really. The There's nothing the carpet. Really yeah. interesting okay. in here. So, okay, you got the center door and the right door. Center right door. door. Right door, right door. Center door is the most likely one to be down another hallway. This door appears sealed with a very complex-looking padlock of some kind of strange exotic metal that looks very unfamiliar to you. Wait, oh, is it a I key pulled lock or that a... key that I got before. It is a key lock. Did you find a key before? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I, yes. Oh, that going, key. Yeah. I'm making sure I don't have Weird. anything on my. Well, maybe it's in the middle room. 
Maybe. Let's go check it out. Okay. Yeah, short corridor extends beyond this Damn. door for about 15 feet before ending in a curved wall. A ladder set against the right wall ascends to a seashell hatch in the ceiling, while a second hatch is visible in the floor near the bottom of the ladder. A stout metal bar seals the floor hatch tightly. Ooh, I wonder if we're above the murder ladder. The murder ladder. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Does this ladder look like a murder ladder? No, this ladder just looks like a regular old non-murdered ladder. (laughs) I think that we should keep going up if we can. Yeah. Marky will climb the ladder. So you are heading upwards, and um, you just open the hatch above and continue through? Yep. Okay. A fluted pedestal fashioned from bone or shell stands near a door in the aft wall of this room. A small keyboard of wooden levers is set into the pedestal's top. Crystal tubes once appeared to line the right-hand wall and hung from the ceiling. These are now all shattered. Near the tubes and extending across to the aft door is a plasmid blob of blue oozing matter. Faces appear and vanish in the goo, some making mewling sounds, others seeming to babble at one another. A dozen eyes turn to watch you as you open the hatch leading into this room. Is everybody else up here with me? or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And they just seem to be looking at us. They don't seem to have ill intent as of yet. They're watching you very closely, though. There is a, there is a, there is a door in the aft wall. So there's the hatch you came through, and then there's just one door out of here. And there's also a pedestal with levers. Yes. Pedestal with levers. Marky can't help himself. He's going to go yank on a lever. (laughs) Nothing happens when uh, you pull the levers. It it appears that they were most likely connected somehow to the crystal tubes, but they're all completely shattered, and it, it doesn't seem to be functional anymore. And the ooze kind of moves around you, not in a threatening manner, but certainly in a, it seems almost defensive and curious manner. It seems more leery of you and curious of you more than threatening. And the eyes are in the ooze? The ooze has eyes, right? The eyes are in the ooze. The faces are in the ooze. (laughs) When you say hello, you know, some faces appear from it and it says, uh, hello. It seems like, you know, dozens of different voices saying hello at different levels. And how are you all? Cohesion compromised. Falling, ever falling. Not think happens. Streams of mind not talking. Aggression. Oh, can can we help you out with that? Then again, it just sounds like a dozen different voices all saying... Dying, inoperable, memory breaking, silence and darkness, numbness. We'll uh, see what we can do about that over here, and I motion everybody towards the door. When um, you go towards the door, the ooze slides across the floor and moves between you and the door. Hmm. Well, can we can we get in here to see what we can do about that dying and ever darkness? Why you go there? Um, to, well, to see what's there. Have you seen my duck? Captain, master, mother. That's me. Kivuko, 
No, master, mother, captain. Is the captain on the other side of the door? Can we go help the captain, mother, master? Who's asking that? Oh, Achilles. He's the big talker here. I'm going to need a personality check here. That's a plus one for Achilles. <sighs> for an eight. That is going to work, I think. Mm -hmm. So ask your question. Can we go to help the captain, master, mother through the door? Help captain, master, mother? Yes. Agree. <laughs> Agree. And it backs off behind the pedestal and allows you access to the room. Let's yeah. go help, guys. Yeah, help. Sure. What could go wrong? Okay, you go through the door. This chamber has a hemispherical shape, and its domed ceiling is completely transparent, giving you a clear view of the sky above. A raised platform is set below this window and contains a strange chair and table. The chair is curved in design and tilted back, giving its occupant a perfect view out the window. You can see the lithe, robed form of a blue-skinned elf with silver hair lying unmoving in the chair. The table resting in front of the chair has a number of keys, like that of an organ, arranged along one end. Bowls containing what appears to be quicksilver are set into the table beyond the keyboard. A second table, lower and wider than the other, stands against the far wall and is filled with a granular substance resembling blue sand. Plants grow from pots and hanging planters around the room. Marky would go check on the elf. Is there a pulse or... No, the figure in the chair appears to have died from internal injuries. Oh. And it's female, her flesh is marked with bruises and blood blisters, and her eyes are both bloodshot with blown pupils. The skin is pale blue and the hair is dull silver. She's dressed in a loose-fitting robe of pale red and wears high, soft black boots. And then she has a silver chain around her waist and a pouch attached to the chain. I'm going to yoink that pouch. But we were... Okay. Okay. What were we going to say, David? Well, I mean, we didn't. We just told that thing that we were going to help, and now we're just yeah, going to take stuff. But well, it's was... pretty clearly that this elf is beyond help, right? Yeah. Um, what are we going to do for this elf? Okay, sure. This elf is not only dead, this elf is, appears long dead. This right, elf is gone quite, to heaven. Quite dead sometimes. <laughs> I'll sit in the chair next. I'll see what happens. The pouch contains 10 gold pieces and a small silver key. Aha. Ooh. And there is, uh, as you sit in the chair, is, is it Marky? As Marky sits in the chair, yeah. he notices a mithril longsword strapped to the chair. Ooh, to the side sweet. of the chair. Sweet. Well, Tommy would go look at the keyboard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Does he? Does he touch? Does he like touch it? Or yeah, he starts yeah? playing okay. uh, "Suck My Love Pump." Okay. As he uh, as he touches the keys on the table, um, the bowls of quicksilver seem to respond, creating um, wave patterns and forming the outline of the giant jellyfish that you are within. Oh, yeah, As can, can he play with it and see if he can figure out some correlation or... Other than it just always just seems to just bring up the kind of a vague outline of this jellyfish thing, but, you know, it kind of, it doesn't, you know, rotate or... Okay. There's no other animation. 
you do notice that um, playing around with the keyboard causes the um, blue sand on the other table to respond somehow. And you notice that the, the grains of sand on that table start to move about as you play with the keys. And they fashion themselves into... Um, Damon, get me that map. Yeah, I was going to say, this map's got to be useful, right? It looks like some kind of topographical map it's forming itself into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you look at the um, the sand map, it seems to show hills and mountains and forests and rivers and other natural mm. features, but it doesn't show roads or towns or any kind of constructed landmarks. Do we recognize it as the geographical region around us? I mean, I don't know how well we yes. know that. But... Good, good question. Yes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it looks like it seems to be about probably about 20 miles in either direction about from where you are now in this giant jellyfish thing. I'm guessing with those crystals busted in the next room, we probably can't make this thing fly, though. What? What? Yeah. What? What? Why don't you give us the description again? Because there was more stuff, right? I will tell you one more thing. On while there's no created landmarks visible on this topographical map, one tiny point on it seems to glow a kind of glacial blue color. Oh. And where would that be? Knowing what we do about the region, where would that be from where we think we are floating right now? About 15 miles northwest of where you are. And what was the trajectory of this thing when we approached it? It was kind of drifting north-northwest. Okay, so generally-ish in the direction of this point? Yeah, maybe, but it's still a good 15 miles away. Yeah, yeah. You could always ask the captain. (laughs) You'll never know. I don't speak dead elf. The chamber has a hemispherical shape and its domed ceiling is completely transparent, giving you a clear view of the sky above. A raised platform is set below this window and contains a single chair and table. The chair is carved in design and tilted back, giving its occupant a perfect view at the window. You see the lithe, dead form of a blue elf. The table resting in front of the chair is a number of keys like that of an organ arranged along one end. Bowls containing what appears to be quicksilver are set in the table beyond the keyboard. A second table, lower and wider than the other, stands against the far wall and is filled with a granular substance resembling blue sand. Plants grow from pots and from hanging planters around the room. Must we go back and test out this silver key? Absolutely. Um, okay. Who do you have left, Rob? Uh, Lancelot and Achilles. Lancelot, are you ready to talk your way past if we need to talk through the, the next room uh, again? Achilles was the one Achilles? talking. He'll do it, yeah. Okay, cool. Just known for his his glib tongue. Yes, I'll explain to the blob thing that we need to go look at supplies and see if we can find things to fix things. It just seems to acknowledge you. It doesn't say anything. All right, let's try. Who's going to try the key? Marky's the one that has it. He'll give it a go, I guess. All right. Okay. Yeah. the uh, The key fits the lock, and the lock falls away, and the door opens. This small chamber is damaged. There's a gaping crack in the right-hand wall, and the gelatinous body of the creature in which you are currently within is visible through the hole. Five wooden chests, two of them broken to flinders, are piled near the crack, as if hurled there by tremendous force. Glittering pieces of gold are embedded in the translucent flesh and spill across the floor of the room. So the uh, the non-smashed ones are closed? Uh, there's three closed ones and there's two broken ones. The broken ones, the contents are spilled out. Um, the first broken one, 
There are 1,465 copper pieces and 200 silver pieces. How many many silver uh, copper pieces? 1,465. 65 copper. And how many hundreds of gold? uh, Silver? 200 silver. 200 silver. Okay. The second broken chest, um, there's 55 gold pieces and 10 platinum pieces. Wow. Hey, this is this is. Did we a lot just of come here for money? Yeah, we came here to loot. Okay, then. Okay. I don't right. honestly think there's an awful lot you can do for for the for the captain or crew at this point. No. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, agree. I, I was wondering if maybe we could just slowly land this thing somehow, but I don't we think that's get... we can't repair it enough to. I think I may have said in the last game. I don't know if I did it at the beginning. It did seem to be like like slowing down and just kind of it was like rotting and dropping, yeah, you know, chunks. chunks of itself. So it is like it is slowly and steadily losing altitude. Yes, it did say that because it said it was dragging mm-hmm. them along yeah, the ground. Yeah. So, Maybe I mean, should we try landing it? I don't think we can. The controls seem too far gone. I think we should uh, take the money and run. Yeah, I agree. I don't think any of your you uh, peasant farmers would know how to operate such a. Oh no! It would be like somehow bringing ropes down and hauling it down. I think if uh, we wanted true. to land it. But I don't. I don't know that we need to. There are three closed chests here, and yeah, there yep. are three three players. Funnily yeah. enough, bust them open. So okay, well, um, which one do you want, Damon? One, two, or three? Yeah, that one, two. You got two? Okay. Yeah, it's the so right one. You Damon cracks that open. You find a sack containing red raw stones with strange magnetic properties. Ooh. Eight fist sized nuggets. How many red stones? Eight, and they're eight and they're fist sized. Do you have a dwarf? Uh, any of your characters a dwarf? Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I did. Not anymore. Yeah, they look like um they definitely seem to have some kind of um metallic uh, magnetic properties and they look like they would like dwarves would be interested in them and would probably Mm -hmm. pay a pretty penny in fact it will say it says here that dwarves will pay up to a 100 gold pieces per nugget wow to acquire one of these so that's uh 800 gold pieces worth there we have two left uh, who's what going is in there? Was it was it was it the sack or was there other what are the things in there? No, what it was the, just a sack with these eighth. Um, just a sack of those things. Stones, yeah. All right, got it. Thank each you. Each worth each worth a hundred gold pieces. Not bad. Go ahead, Rob. Pick one or three. I'll pick number three. Number three, a battered silver box measuring one foot long, six inches across, and four inches deep. The box is worth about fifteen gold pieces. Inside the box, resting on a worn velvet bed, is a dagger made from pitted iron and having a lacquered bone crossguard. A dark leather-bound hilt extends beneath the crossguard. This weapon is the dagger Retributor. See Appendix A. Oh, you get an appendix. Oh, Appendix A. Retributor, a new magical item. This magical dagger possesses a blade of meteoritic iron that is pitted and brittle. In truth, it is stronger than most steel blades. The hilt is made from wood, wrapped in in dark hide strips, and the cross guard is sculpted from bone covered in thick lacquer. The weapon lacks a sheath, but easily fits into one of average size. 
Retributor is a plus one lawful dagger hmm. with a nice. special purpose of punishing murderers. Ooh. It possesses no banes or powers and can only communicate by a soft thrumming of the hilt when an own murderer is present. It's just like vibrating <laughs> like mad right now. It is believed that Retributor is incredibly old, having passed from owner to owner down the eons, traveling across different worlds in the great void, seeking the one that killed its creator. The endless centuries have worn away its power and intellect until only a faded remnant of its enchantment remains. Wow. Still, Retributor is drawn to punish those who kill wantonly, and one day it will find the murderer it seeks and bury itself in their heart. Only then can it rest. So that's fun. I can totally pawn that guy. Great. <laughs> that's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of fun. And then I, uh, I think you can tell your dagger that it's not going to get what it wants. Yeah. And chest number one, a silk purse worth 15 gold pieces containing six gemstones resembling the night skies filled with burning stars. These are sky fire gems. You said 16? No, six. Six, six. gemstones. Each of the stones is worth 100 gold pieces. They are sky skyfire gems. Skyfire gems, cool. And silk purse worth fifteen yep. G. Each stone is worth a hundred gold pieces, but to get their full value, they must be sold at a major urban center. Otherwise, the best the PCs can get is twenty five percent in their local village. Oh, well, might be time to hit up the big city now that we've got yeah. some spoils. Yeah, now we've got some things and stuff. Going to the casino. Going go go to the bustling metropolis of Omaha and, yeah, hit up the casino. Or, you know, we could think about heading towards that blue point on the map. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, That'd you be could. interesting. You could, you could but... all do that. You've got a lot of things to think about here. You've got uh, Damon found that um, strange map with the circles on it, which does not seem to tie to the topographical map you were looking at. Mm -hmm. What it says here is, with the discovery of Kaivukul's corpse oh, dear. and the key to unlock the vessel's vault, the PCs has, have successfully explored the derelict ship. During your exploration, you have encountered many strange things and overcome several tough opponents. You now emerge from the Void Drifter, for that is what this jellyfish is called. Name. With more treasure than you've ever seen in your lives. Oh, yes. And can all advance to become first level characters. I did something wrong. I have a survivor. Yeah. <sighs> a road to a career as an adventurer lies before them. But what now? The ship contains several mysteries that can easily serve as a springboard to new adventures. There's the curious map in the bridge with its glowing light, the strange gravity flow chart. Oh, and the bowl of visions. You missed that one. Damn it. Back in. I've got a weird jug, not a bowl. I've still got the skull mask. <laughs> Likewise, Ooh. some of the treasures found on the vessel can only be sold in large settlements, making a trip to a major city necessary. Who knows what the PCs might encounter there? Whether their future adventure remains on solid ground or lead into the great void beyond, one thing can be certain. There's always danger and excitement around the next corner in a game of Dungeon Crawl Classic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was pretty great. That was wonderful.